We are so excited to announce we have our very first sponsor, Woohoo! Palenko Sunglasses. Woo-hoo! They are an independent little uh, sunglass company based in the UK, but use like Mexican influences. Mm-hmm. Um, they're sort of like a middle budget sort of thing. They're not like a hundred million dollars. Or pounds, or depending pa- or where pounds, you are. No. Or like the super cheap ones that you get on the shop corner. But guess what? What? If they, if anything goes wrong with them, they'll right. repair them or replace them in the first three months. That's for amazing. Free. Yeah, That's that is amazing. Really That's actually really amazing. Good. You wouldn't get that like anywhere. Like, no, definitely not. And the and the the real best part is uh-huh. the listeners of this podcast. Okay. If they go to the website and they buy some sunglasses and put in the promo code homework, they'll get thirty percent off. That's amazing. That's lots, isn't it? That's a lot of money off you know there's massive <laughs> that is a lot discount. of money off <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of a discount it's a lot of a discount, it's a lot of a um, discount. <laughs> and that's the thing like they wanted to make them not like super expensive but yeah. not cheapo ones and so they're right in that mid-range but with this discount they're actually super affordable that's amazing so uh wh- what are they called again palenko sunglasses and if you want to find them go to www.palencos.com let me just finish this mouthful of nuts you love a mouthful of nuts don't you uh, don't i knew you were gonna say that <laughs> Hello, my name's Cameron. And I'm Shanara. And welcome back to the Homework Club. I am so excited about this. This week we did Bond films. Yes. And I was excited for it. And then as I watched them, I got more and more excited to talk about them. Uh, You may have, like, if if you're a regular listener, which we assume you all are, you heard last week that we picked our films. So I picked Goldeneye. And I picked Spectre. And we said, you know what, like, Spectre is one of the new ones. Yeah. Goldeneye is kind of a middly one or the the end of the sort of old style ones. Yeah. Let's pick a really old one as well and we'll compare all three. Yeah. Um, and so we picked... Moonraker. Moonraker. Yeah. So I, 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 I picked that. this one, didn't I? Yeah, you picked Moonraker. Um, because I hadn't actually heard of it until you said Really? It. Yeah. So uh, we basically, because we wanted to, because mm. one of the topics we said was like the gender mm. issues. And I was like, who was the sleaziest yeah, most, sleazy, <laughs> most yeah. sleazy and i was like eh, roger moore was pretty pretty bad yeah so I was like yeah he'll be yeah. he'll be good he'll be a good choice um so we picked moonraker because mm-hmm. it's also like super ridiculous the bond franchise is one of the longest running franchises in hollywood it's actually been rated number four in the most popular franchises out of all franchises have ever existed and um, number one being marvel yep there's marvel star wars harry potter and then james bond which i think Kind it's of makes kind sense. Of spot on. Yeah, it it's is. like those are the biggest mm. ones. Like you can see why Marvel, you know, yeah, yeah. Them all. I mean, well, they, just, they just pull in audiences, don't they? I mean, you'll just go and, to a and the way they've Marvel done Marvel. like a ten years mm. of a continuous story mm-hmm. is unlike anything anyone's yeah. ever done. So the Bond franchise is obviously based off the Ian Fleming books. Um, fictional character called James Bond, who's a spy. 007. I'm speaking to obviously people that know 007. 007. Licensed to Kill, the special division. Shaken, not stirred. Yeah, all of that. So the franchise started off in the 60s and it was developed by Albert Broccoli. And mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he laughed as you said that. It is a I funny just, name. It's love funny. the fact that broccoli. his name is Broccoli. And uh, Harry um, Saltzman, um, in 1961, they got, Salty to- broccoli. <laughs> they got together to create E.ON, which is the production company which Bond films. Now, there's been 26 Bond films, but 24 have been under E.ON. Two of them haven't. And, and they were kind of like weirdly unofficial, like... Kind of. Actually, one of them wasn't. So, Never Say um, Never say Never Again and Casino Royale. So, and Casino mm. Royale was actually the, the book. The very first yeah, one, yeah. So, it's like the Ian Fleming created, which 
all the Bond films have gone, gone off. Yeah. So it's quite surprising that that one wasn't under the Eon yeah, yeah. production title, but hey-ho. Um, I think those two films had, there was a lot of like um, production problems and right problems. Okay. And then the rights were bought by Eon and stuff. And like we said, one of the longest running franchises still ongoing. Moonraker created in 1979. It was the 11th Bond film. Starring Roger Moore as Bond, it had a £34 million budget and made £210,300,000. It was pretty it was, good. That's... Yeah, it was a highest grossing Bond film until GoldenEye. Wow. Yeah, which is Which our, was what, 20 years later? It was, yeah, it was... Like a bit over that. 20 weeks, nah, you know what, 19 years later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, so GoldenEye came like nearly 20 years later and, yeah, so it was like topping the charts yeah. for the Bond films. I, I actually read something interesting that... Mm. There was some weird thing because like MGM bought Eon or something or mm. and they were sort of the umbrella like parent company and they had the rights to the franchise but like a different company owned like the character of Bond and so there was some weird thing where like they even though they owned the franchise they couldn't do it without the permission I think it was like the Broccoli family it wasn't the character of Bond. It was one of the baddies really? that they owned. And that was, it was, it wasn't Jaws. It was, you know, Inspector. So. Yeah. Mr. Walt, Hinks. Walt, Walt, oh, Walt, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Blowfield. Oh, that yeah, of course. Because he was from so yeah. far back. And that's when they, you know, they argued over. And then that initial person died. And then he went back to the courts. Mm. So the litigation stopped. And that's when Spectre was allowed to oh, expand with those characters. Um, so, yeah, I mean, in my opinion, you know. Let's not ruin the franchise yeah. because litigation, but hey ho. So Moonraker was the the earliest one we picked. Yep. Um, it basically a, a, a space shuttle gets stolen. Yeah. And they Moonraker. Moonraker. It's mm-hmm. called a Moonraker, and they get sent because it's like it's a big thing because it can go to space and then come back like yep. a regular airplane, like the space mm-hmm. shuttles that we know. Um, but then James Bond gets sent to go and talk to the guy who built the spaceship. And just say, like, sorry, basically. But then, like, as soon as he gets there, the guy's like, I'm a bad guy. And, like, then the, you know, he has to try and figure out his evil plot and all that stuff. Um, so, we'll we'll jump straight into, like, since we're talking about the plot, we'll jump straight into the villain's plan. So, the point of all Bond films is Bond's the goody, even though he's killing, like, a million people. Yeah. So, he's the goody who's trying to outsmart the villain and it's the villain's plot that basically makes yeah, up yeah, the film. Yeah. So we find out through Bond's snooping mm-hmm. that he wants to kill every human on the earth and breed this like master race of peak like really good looking Perfect human specimens. Yeah. Physical specimens. Yeah. That's how it's described, isn't it? And it's like Whoa, could you get much more of like a Nazi like... No, but he wasn't racist, man. He wasn't racist. No, he had, wasn't racist. He wasn't. So I was like, when I watched that, I was like, well, at least he thought about diversity. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> there were a few South but, Asians, but like, Asians. He's literally like, I want oh, yeah, perfect specimens. I'm going to kill everybody else and just populate the world with my people. And is then it? he has some weird line about like, oh, and when the earth is repopulated, mm. they'll look up into the heavens and know that there was law and order in the skies. Yeah. Because he wants to be like the God. boss man still. Yeah. So he develops this, um, it comes from like an orchid, this chemical mm. that kills people like instantly and doesn't affect animals. No. So he wants to like give the world back to the animals mm. and the plants and then put all the, put like 
20 couples down there and just go bang and repopulate they the earth. They were very beautiful. They were very beautiful. I mean, they were good. I get it. Yeah, I'm well. They were quite smart as well. I'm assuming. Well, they should have been, yeah. Yeah. So. I guess. Or Maybe. yeah, he he said you, he like, said physical. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> oh, like he, they, he did say physical specimens. He didn't yeah. say anything about they needed to be clever. No, I'm Which, just that's just my assumption. You know, as an audience, I'm allowed to make up my yeah. But he <laughs> he literally was going to kill everyone. Yeah, like he, he had his cronies mm-hmm. and these perfect people, and that was it. He had these bombs, mm. like the the chemical bomb things that could kill a hundred million people each. I was like. Jeez, and he like, but don't you think he kind of like, mm. he had his big, uh, his big training facility, his big mm-hmm. house. He kind of just like popped up there. The big climax is him just being like, "Well, I'm gonna pop up there now and get it all done." I love his love. I love his house. He's like built like yeah. a French, yeah, and it's like chalet. Every single brick <laughs> has been floating yeah. from France. Why? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why has been floating from? France? I love that though because it shows like a wide shot of mm. the thing. Because like in the desert, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's like out in the desert, and there's this patch of green where this beautiful, lush, like estate house is, and they show this like terribly CGI'd thing and then the next shot you see is the helicopter flying over but you can't see any desert outside of the shot so you could just see the thing so they obviously did one shot that they made and then they were like and now we're actually just in the thing is though i mean the visual effects were pretty amazing especially because this was 1979 so derek meddings the cinematographer he was nominated for an academy award for best really best visual effects the zero gravity was atrocious no but think about the first um scene the first fight scene um, out of the plane out of the plane yeah and that was incredible because that, that was cool that, that was really cool that and it looked, it looked pretty good that it looked really CG. good that was stunt people um skydivers doing it uh, with the parachute so what they did um they had cameras like attached to them etc had cameras outside and the parachute so people wouldn't get whiplash as you could do skydiving without the weight of parachute they were actually underneath the suits Oh, and they were cool. flat-packed. And so, obviously, we didn't see it on screen. Yeah. They had... The suits had Velcro, um, like, openings. Oh, ah, cool. So, when cool. the pressure went off, it would just pop up. Oh, open, that's awesome. That, yeah. But I, th- I was watching this, and I was thinking, it's pretty good CG for the see, 70s. That looked was, pretty like, good. Mm. The uh, cable car looked pretty mm-hmm. good. The zero-G looked yeah. bad. Cable and car, stuntman, nearly died. Jeez. Yeah. But that was funny when she was like, hold on. Bond. Yeah, yeah. Like, you think I'm not? <laughs> that line. He's <laughs> like, the, the delivery of that line yeah. is so, so flat. But, okay, I'm, I'm still happy on about it, but mm. the Zero G, they literally must have been like, the director was like, okay, move a bit slower. And because you can see, because Roger Moore's just like moving his hand a bit slower. Mm-hmm. And then they go to the Zero G and they're all floating. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, you've done an all right job with that. And then there's a point where... A few people are floating and Jaws is just walking. He's just like walking and like holding on to the things at the same time. It's like that doesn't doesn't work like that. The Zero G actually, it holds the most, it holds the record till this day for the most amount of zero gravity lines used in a scene. What, like like wires, like cable things? Really? Yeah, absolutely. Moonraker does. Yeah, Moonraker till this day. Is that because then they could start CGIing it so you could just like be lying on the ground? What do you mean? Well, like, you know, you could do it. You don't have to do it with... Because that's a huge scene. Yeah. 
but you don't have to have everybody on a cable if you're... No, you don't like, have to, no. And it was... Um, the set designer won, like, loads of awards for the set the, design. It was... The uh, space station was Wood. pretty sick. Yeah. The space station no, was cool. One, there were some really cool mm. scenes in it. Because they're in Venice, and then they're yeah. in Rio, yeah. and then they're in space. That's what that's where Wicked. the budget went a lot, actually, on, on the, the travel. locations. Yeah. yeah, on the travel. Um, all right. So we're, we're, we're going to do it a little bit different mm-hmm. from our usual weeks. Instead of talking about one movie the whole way through, because we're comparing the same thing across all of them, mm. we're going to talk now about the villain's plot in Goldeneye, and then we'll talk about the villain's plot in Spectre, and then we'll move on to the next character, and we'll talk about all three... Comparatively. Comparatively, yeah. like compare the categories so um golden eye 1995 um film starring piers brosnan and bond at this time round, directed by michael france this film had a budget of 60 million and it made on its opening weekend worldwide 106.6 million and overall 355 million okay which is actually pretty good, pretty good. because the budget was only 60 million yeah. so this one um well, this one nearly didn't get made because mm. they thought the character of Bond was kind of dead. Like the Berlin Wall had come down and the Soviet Union had disbanded. And they're like, this guy's this old, like, sexist mm. pig. And that's when they introduced Pierce as a new um, Bond. Yeah. And it was, what, six or nine years after? Yeah, it was, it was quite, quite a long quite time. A long time. And Brosnan's, Brosnan introduced a new era of Bond. Yeah. And I was remember as Scott was saying that he watched it in the cinema and he was like, really? don't knock it too much because it was like one of his favorite films. <laughs> they were like, oh, this is fantastic because this is like refreshing yeah. and new take on Bond. And he really was. I, I, he was. I still feel he kind of... And maybe it wasn't him so much. I think the, the style of those ones mm. was in line with the older ones. Mm-hmm. And then Casino Royale was like a total stylistic and storytelling... They kind of got rid of, got rid of a lot of stuff mm-hmm. which people had come to know and love in these movies, which is fine. We're going to talk about that in a minute. I'm not happy about that. But anyways, so Goldeneye is the plot is that Bond has to go and find what happened at this Russian satellite base because yeah. it just like got destroyed and everyone got shot up and stuff. Um, and it turns out that someone stole this satellite that could shoot an EMP pulse Mm -hmm. and knock out anything electric in an area and we can go straight into the villain Mm -hmm. the villain's part with that so the guy that ends up having it wants to rob the bank of england and then use this thing to detonate and hide any trace of him doing it what did you think of sean bean as the bad guy i i loved it i liked that twist yeah because they were initially friends he was 006 he was 006 and they don't often use like the other double o's so he was 006 really really good friend and he's saying for england I love that line. No, James. For, for me. And for our country. For, for Her Majesty the Queen. Yeah. <laughs> and he gets shot in the head. That's what we think yeah. as an audience. But actually, it turns out And then the building blows up and stuff. He's a baddie. And what a twist. A, uh, so, what a, what a twist. But coming Did out of the shadows. Did you see it coming? Of course I saw it coming. You did not. Of the first time it. you saw it, you would not have seen well, that coming. Today, yeah. Of course. You'd never seen now, it before. No, I had not, never seen it before. You did not why. see it coming. No, I did. Because at the time... If I watched it initially, like, in 1995, I, must, I might have gone, oh, this is, like, a twist, blah, blah, blah. But it's been done so many times now that you're like, oh, actually. Yeah, but you see him get shot in the head. And so I think that makes you think. I still thought, because I saw this when I was really young, <laughs> I thought for years that he'd somehow survived. Mm. Not that, but, it, you know, you find out that the guy that shoots him is in on it the whole time. Mm. Like, he was part of his yeah. crew. I thought he 
faked it. Oh, no, I thought he I thought he did get shot and survived, yeah. but it, it wasn't that. Okay. <laughs> so for you, it was really shocking. And yeah. for me, because I'm so illuminated and so much smarter. Well, well you're watching it as a 35-year-old yeah. woman. <laughs> I'm not 35. I'm 45. I watched it as like much. a 10-year-old. Um, <laughs> but there was some really... And like mm. they stole the helicopter that was impervious to mm. EMP attacks. Every, all of these movies start with p- random people stealing something. Like the, the other ones start always, with them stealing the shuttle. Always. And, and you didn't know who they were. And you're like, okay. It's always world destruction as well. Yeah. It's never like we're just going to assassinate a group of people. Yeah. It's always we're going to destroy the oh, entire yeah. world. Because um, you find that he had like uh, links to the Cossacks who were um, like betrayed by the mm. British government or something. So he has this vendetta against England. And so this whole thing has been leading up to him getting back at England, robbing the bank of England, crippling the economy mm-hmm. and sort of destroying England. It was it, like, I like the Bond, the Bond movies for me. And we talk about this more in the conventions is that the plot is ridiculous. Yes. It's always world domination and global mm. like domination stuff. But I know it's ridiculous, but that's what makes it a Bond film. Yes. It has to but be that, that ridiculous. And we're going to talk about this in a yeah. second, but they have lost that. Mm. I think as the, even these ones a little bit, because this one's like, I'm going to rob the Bank of England, mm. where the last one was, I'm going to kill everybody on the planet. <laughs> yeah. It was like, you've really toned down these like uh, plots from, the la- from these like eras of movies. I think kind of though, that's kind of just like fitting into what we expect yeah, as but, an audience nowadays. Yeah, I, I see where you're coming I'd from. I'd still though. like, yeah. you know, because someone just to come along. Fast and Furious is still ridiculous. You have like yeah. cars falling out of building. Like Fast and the yeah, Furious Yeah, you can franchise. have a ridiculous plot yeah. if you just carry I mean, it out These properly. were like car thieves. Yeah. And now these, they're this like group of like world savers that will like, I don't know, yeah. Unfo- like, you know, fall a terrorist plan. And that's my problem with the newer ones. Mm. Like, well, should we go on to Spectre mm-hmm. now and I'll tell you all my problems? Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> so, Spectre was a 24th Bond film starring Daniel Craig as Bond. It was directed by Sam Mendes. Now, this had a huge, huge budget. Yeah. It was... They didn't actually reveal the actual budget. People can only estimate between 230 million to 300 Jeez. million. Because like, it did really well, didn't it? It did only, it was like incredibly the, the best, well. It, made it was the second best. I think Skyfall mm. did the best. Yeah, it did. And this did, but, but it's com- that means it's coming off the back of the most successful mm. move, Bond movie of all time. Do you You're going to pump the up the budget. Do you know how much is worth? Do you know, I mean, okay. Few billion? Yeah, no, just a few, just a few billion, yeah. Do you know how much Skyfall is worth? Did it make a billion? No. Yeah, how much? Over a billion. I can read it out properly. Yeah. I'll give you the approximate. Okay. Give me the approximate. You don't have to read every single... I'm going to do it properly. One billion, one hundred and ten million, five hundred twenty-six thousand, nine hundred eighty-one. Jeez. Which is 1.2 billion. Which is billion. a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> basically 1.2 billion. Um, how much is the whole franchise worth? Um... As of 2015, 13 billion. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, and the reason it's up that high was because of Skyfall. Skyfall, yeah. yeah. That was literally the one that literally put it into the, one of the most expensive and successful franchises. But that's, and then it makes sense then that you, you do a movie mm. and it becomes the best one of all of them. Of course, you're going to pour the budget into the mm. next one. Absolutely. You'd be annoyed that it didn't make as much money as the last one. You but. wouldn't. I mean, but I mean, I think just like we have that feeling about Spectre, a lot of people did, which yeah. was the storyline just wasn't as gripping or as good yeah. as Skyfall. Um, but I mean, nonetheless, Daniel Craig had this new bond. I mean, he's brought it into its third era, 
I would. Yeah, argue. I'd, I'd argue that as well. I yeah. don't know. I don't know whether it's its best era, but we'll get to that no, a little bit later. But the villain's plan in Spectre for me was more like closer to reality. Yeah, but that's the pro- That's my problem mm. with it. So you want to go through the villains? Yeah. So it was. Um, so the villain's plan is like, and like we spoke about earlier, it's rather convoluted when you really, really go into it. But we're not. We're going to just stay on the surface. So there's a group called Spectre who want to introduce a global surveillance network after creating a need for that network so they're like staging terrorist, terrorist attacks, attacks yeah. which kind of hits a bit too close to home in a way yeah yeah but like but like you said before it should be Ridiculous, like it, and, but yeah. it also should be imitating like what's going on at the moment mm. like in the older ones it's like the Russians were all the bad guys, mm. <laughs> and like yeah, you know, in the wake of the Cold War, yeah, 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 post Cold War, and so War, then you have this, and century, and yeah. the enemy is terrorism mm. and people spying on you, and so they made those the two mm. like enemies, but that was that's my problem with it, is that this secret organization that mm. secretly run the world and are plotting all these terrorist attacks, their ultimate goal is to like get the information from the global spying network. Mm. Like that's that's like the plan. And it's like, mm. and then what? Are you gonna are you gonna kill everybody as well? <laughs> are you gonna like destroy the world? Are you gonna destroy, destroy the world? New with York? It? But it's kind of like, well, we no. just want the information yeah. to our nasty business. But they didn't have an ultimate mm. plan. They weren't holding the world ransom or anything. That's what's fun. <laughs> I think what's different about Spectre as well is it's kind of like a follow on from the other previous yeah. ones, which. Again, wasn't met no. with great reviews because most Bonds are standalone. And that's bonds. and that's the thing. Yeah. You you watch a Bond movie, and that's the whole ridiculousness of it. You watch it, and you're like, mm. "Wow, they nearly destroyed the whole world." And he's in love with this woman. Yeah. And then you watch the next movie, and you go, "Well, she's gone, and nobody's even mentioned that last thing that happened." And that's the fun mm. of it because you're like, they can, you you have the characters that continue, mm. but you can just chop and change the actors, and you can just start afresh with a new plot. Now, with actually with. Um, Goldeneye, Pierce Brosnan, he was the first Bond to actually reference old villains and Bonds and kind of be self-aware. What does so, he say? So he says, do you think that you're the first megalomaniac that's mm. ever attacked me? And there's another reference as well. Now, have you heard of Talking Killer? No. So Roger Ebert, I'm going to say Ebert because <laughs> I'm English, we pronounce our T's. I mean, he created uh, the glossary of movie terms, right? And it's basically all the tropes you have in films. And some of them are hilarious. And one of them is the talking killer, which is the killer kidnaps a hero, reveals the entire plot like yeah. they do in all Bond films. Yeah. But they do not do it in Goldeneye. And Piers Brosnan, that James Bond, says, oh, are we not going to have a little chit chat? See how many th- how things have changed in this day and age, and these, and he makes these kind of reference throughout the film. Yeah, too. it's, it's old, a little bit more self aware. Yeah, and but then that scene was really cool because then they're shooting with a dart yeah. in his neck, and then he's in a helicopter <laughs> shooting missiles at itself. What? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Okay, so I think like you said, you liked it because it was a bit more realistic, Spectre. Yeah, I didn't like it because mm. of that. So okay, that's our that's our. Uh, Villainous plans. Yeah. Should we go on to uh, Bond, like the actor and the character of Bond yeah. and the villains? Yeah. So we'll go back to Moonraker. Okay. So this Bond is <laughs> the typical quintessential Bond. He yeah, sleeps I with agree. three women. In, in that the film. first in the first hour, he's had sex <laughs> yeah. with three random women. But I mean, okay, imagine 
you as a man, all right? <laughs> imagine I'm a man. Yeah, okay. imagine you're a man and you approach a woman with those kind of lines. Oh, they were terrible. <laughs> like he, that girl that he walked in on when she was like brushing her hair. Yeah. She's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, eh, I don't know. And she's like, well, I guess we're having sex then. Yeah. Like that was, that. he that didn't say anything. It. And then when he, when he goes in, there's, like, there's another woman, I can't remember who he was. And no, 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 in the museum. Yeah. And she says, can I tempt you with anything? And he's saying, yeah, yeah. well, I'm tempted to say yes immediately. <laughs> but I won't. So gross. It's so strange. And I picked Moonraker because he is, I think, the sleaziest Bond. Yeah, I, I agree with and that. And watching it again, in my head, I'm like, he's so sleazy. Mm. He just like creeps on all the women, which he does. Well, I actually did some research, right? So I've just like, which Bond slept with the most women in a single film? Because uh, so I, like, so, I, uh, yeah. I was thinking about doing that too. <laughs> so I was like, Moonraker, he slept with three in... um. In GoldenEye, he only sleeps with one. And in Spectre, he sleeps with one, right? No, he sleeps with two. He he bangs the widow and yeah. then he bangs the other girl. Oh, he does yeah. actually... Oh, yeah, he I does bang her. I forgot he has sex with her. But okay, so that's two. But even then, three women in an hour is quite a lot. So I was like, I'm just going to do some research. That's true. And one right. of them's like the like the helicopter pilot. Like yeah. that first one is like totally unnecessary. Yeah, with her boobies out. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the first woman. That's the one with the brush in the hair. When he walks in. Yeah. Yeah, that's the same um, character. What's her name now? I can't remember her name. I can't remember her name. Yeah, so so she picks him up in the helicopter, this woman, right? Yeah. And she's wearing the most revealing look. Yeah, yeah, like you wouldn't be wearing that. You're a pilot. And they're in a helicopter and they don't use the headphones. No. That are just hanging <laughs> in the background, <laughs> right? <laughs> like they would have been deaf yeah. by that sound. And she's like, oh, I'm just a humble pilot. Yeah. <laughs> And then she explains all about the French bloody bricks and, and the, 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 scene the, astro- the astronauts. The way they yeah. pronounce astronauts as well. That's really strange. So I was like, you know what? Roger Moore has to be in the top, like, you know. Has to be one, one of the higher ones. Yeah, yeah. that slept with so many people. It was actually Sean Connery that yeah, actually slept was. with the most amount of people. However, Roger Moore slept with the most in a shorter amount of time. Okay. So he's who who was what was the most in a single movie? Did you find that out? No, there's there's no data there's no, for that. <laughs> I think we weird. Need to, we need to watch them all. But Daniel Craig drinks the most. Oh, interesting. Because yeah. um, he bangs he bangs Doctor Goodhead. Yeah. Come I on, know, like, right? Um, and he again he says to her, um, "What was it? Looks her up and down. Oh, a woman. Yes. She's like, I'm a scientist. Well, we'll talk about that in the yeah, gender one. Yeah. You're jumping ahead, but yes, but then. <gasps> He also bangs the chick that's there to help him. Yeah. There's like the, the woman that's just sent to help him in Rio. Mm. And he's like, oh, thanks for getting me set up and stuff. And then the next scene is him like sneaking out of the bed. Yeah. <laughs> like what? It's, it's you didn't have to sleep with her. I think it's, I mean, okay, that I would 100% put down um, Bond's, Bond's promiscuity um, as one of the as conventions. A conven- yeah, it definitely. Has to, yeah, yeah. It has to be. But one of my favorite conventions of the Bond We're not genre, doing the conventions yet. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. We'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was We're doing Bond yeah. yeah. So I was saying, Roger Moore, he yeah. is the most, most sleazy. I mm. think in this, he looks super old. Like crazy old. Isn't this his last one? No, he yeah. had a few after. Oh, okay, okay. But he looks mm. unfit. I, he's definitely wearing a wig. I think you can almost pick the second his character has to start moving more than like a light jog, mm. it's a stunt double. I think he is super sluggish and slow the whole time. He is like past his prime. It's his, what you said though before. This Bond is puns. It's all about oh. the language and the delivery. He's just yeah. cracking jokes all the time. And I, I thought I thought it was only like innuendos mm. to the women. It's not. No. Every line he says mm. is a pun. 
And like some of the, but some of the dialogue in this film, so you've got the main villain, his name's um, Drax. Drax. And he says, when she initially says, oh, I'm just a humble pirate for Pirate? Drax. <laughs> pirate? <laughs> pirate? <laughs> pilot for Drax. I heard drugs and I was like, what? Like, what's going on here? You're a drug pirate? <laughs> like, what happened? What film I'm watching? Like, oh, the name. And uh, he says, he says to his Chinese henchman, oh, he says, weird. oh my God, make sure some harm comes to him. Yeah. Ooh, that play on words. I have to say, I do love this movie. <laughs> yeah. I love the, like, the ridiculousness at do all. Do you like the simulation? He was a sim- bad, he was a bad, bad guy. I think he was a mm. bad key villain. Just as an actor, he was so bland. And he didn't seem very evil. No. He seemed he just like... just turned up the simulation. That wasn't even him. That was him? That was the Asian dude. Yeah, that's who I'm yeah. talking about. No, I'm talking about Drax. Oh, no, no, I no. Think I'm Drax... talking about the henchman. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah he yeah, was yeah. so oh. weird. And then he comes in to fight him with a stick. Yeah. He fights him with a stick and in the museum. And he has a sword. He has a sword. Yeah, like, like, yeah you yeah. brought a stick, you idiot. <laughs> I think... Yeah, he was super dull as a hmm. villain. I think his plot and the, and the execution of it was really funny I and good. I think he could have been more over the top and more... Yeah, more animated like, and yeah, stuff. But he was a bit... But maybe that's because he's so super rich. Yeah. And nothing is interesting to him anymore. Yeah, and he's super and he intelligent too. Women. Oh, he's just hot chicks everywhere. They're just sitting around. He's like, all right, bye-bye Yeah, now. And, then he, and then every time Bond rocks up, he's like, here's another two hot chicks I've got. And I'm going to introduce you by name. Yeah. Then I'm going to tell and them then to leave. leave. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. Um, all right. Goldeneye? So, oh. No, no, no. So with this villain as well, I mean, his plan is to create this superhuman race. And I see the Nazi kind of influence there as well because he's obviously not of that specimen. Yeah. But he wants to create this beautiful human and he, race. And he, but like it doesn't really explain it because they kind of say, he says really briefly, he's like, I kind of blame mankind for the state that the world's mm. in. But Who asking he doesn't really explain that anymore. No. He kind of like alludes to it and then that's, that's the conversation but that's finished. that's the like crazy, the villain crazy, isn't it? Like most yeah. villains, when they, they blame mankind, but they don't really go into yeah. what and how because you're not going to blame the foxes or the dolphins, <laughs> are you? You're going to blame humankind. That'd be a good move. The fox and dolphins, Blaming, evil kill, dolphins. I'm going to kill all the foxes and all Have the dolphins. Have you read um, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? No. I've seen the movie. No. No, no, no. no. Nobody that actually reads a book gives anything <laughs> towards the, those that film. It's, it's ridiculous. But the dolphins are here giving us oh, clues. that's right. And then they just get really fed up because we're so stupid. <laughs> so I, I thought that was really hilarious. Yeah, so we can move on to Goldeneye and the Bond. So the Bond there. and the villain. What do you, what do you think of Pierce Brosnan? So this Bond was completely different and he was meant to mark the new era of yeah. Bond franchise. And the fact that he's so self-aware and he references the old villains and, you know, he's, they're really like taking the mick out of the tropes yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. I think that was really hilarious. And it was kind of like, yeah, he was almost like saying that Roger Moore wasn't doing it on purpose. Yeah, <laughs> it was like, it was like of, you're yeah. just a creepy dude. Now I'm making fun mm. of you being a creepy dude. He's still like a drinker and yeah. a womanizer yeah. and stuff, but he's definitely a lot. Mm. I, th- I, I personally think he's one of the best Bonds. I, I agree with best. that. Also, this was the first Bond that was apparently heralded as one of the most vulnerable bonds because hmm. in one scene one of his love conquests says to him um how can you be so cold and he says this is how i keep myself alive or yeah. something along those lines which kind of alludes to his actual he's inadequacies of- and stuff and he actually shows some of his insecurities when he speaks 
um, to the women in this film because they're much, much stronger than the modern. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I'm going to talk about yeah, that the in agenda, the gender yeah, bit. Absolutely. I think it was one. Of the, it must have been one of the first James Bond movies I'd watched because mm. I then I kind of just like associate it with him. So I then, never knew his name growing up. Oh, I yeah. always called him James Bond. Ah. So when he was in Mrs. Doubtfire, you're like, oh, James Bond's yeah, in Mrs. James, Doubtfire. James yeah, James I was the same. Yeah. <laughs> when I saw Dante's Peak, you know, yeah, the volcano, I was like, ah. Oh, James Bond's there, yeah, yeah, he was so there. And I think he's got a really nice face. I mean, obviously, he's he does Brosnan, have a nice face. But he's got yeah. like a really nice, kind, happy, smiley kind and of it's, face. And, he, and yeah. he's he's perfect because I think he seems quite suave and quite like professional. Yeah. But he also seems quite happy. Yeah. The scenes with Q are super funny, yeah. and he's like real happy. He's I like happy Q to be in there. That film with his like um, leg brace. Yeah, and yeah. The pants. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's I, brilliant. I and he names a, a mannequin Freddy. Yeah, He's like, yeah. sorry, Freddy, you've got to go now. <laughs> I think that might be something. Roger Moore almost seems like he doesn't want to be there. Mm. You know what I mean? His whole The whole time he's kind of just like, oh, well, I've done this and I've done this. Where Bond, where, where Pierce Brosnan is, I called him Bond. <laughs> where Pierce Brosnan's like, seems to be loving mm. the whole role and he's loving doing fun, it. He's having fun. I think he injects a very like, childlike wonder into the character yeah which was needed after so long after hiatus and everything people yeah. were like we just need something fresh and i think it delivered a really really good performance yeah me too Bond as well um the, the villain. villain yeah i thought he was good villain. like we said before mm. i think it was a really cool idea mm. using uh an ex-teammate like mm. and and you kind of got this sense because that opening scene you kind of got this sense that they'd been in the shit together mm. and they'd been through a lot because they had little like callbacks to each other mm. And they seemed like good buddies. And so then when he got betrayed by him, it was like, mm. oh, man. So I didn't realise how badly Spy ripped off the storyline <laughs> from this. Because of it, you've got Jude Law's character in Spy, don't you? Yeah. He's like the good guy turned bad. But actually, it's a good guy kind of thing. <laughs> I love that fact. And I think out of all the Bond films, I mean, obviously, Spy is meant to be this accumulation, like all the Bond all films of them. Yeah. together. But I think this one was probably yeah. the closest one that they ripped off. And I think... Uh, Moonraker mm. is the biggest one that Austin Powers oh, has ripped Oh yeah, absolutely, 100%. Because it's like, they go to space and they have the ridiculous little carts and the silly outfits. I just forgot about Moonraker, SpaceX. Yeah. Yeah. As SpaceX a, was so as funny. Like l- the last thing. Earth. Yeah. And they're flying they're the SpaceX. Shoulders. It's so funny. Yeah. yeah. Hey, we're going back to Earth. Um, do you want to do it? But that's another convention of the Bond films <laughs> is that they always end with like uh, weird sex and cheesy. and a pun yep. and a pun because mm. then um, always because Q says I love this Q says oh I think he's attempting re-entry <laughs> 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 I was oh. like that's a really good joke it's great well, um, I like um, Sean Bean's character Trevelyan yeah because if you worked for let's say like an organization like MI6 you probably did get shit on, like, you know, every now and then. You probably did. Yeah, but also, know. like, his family got murdered by them or something. Yeah, something like, oh, I can't remember, but you know something's happened. It might be quite easy to turn you when you've, like, faced <laughs> so many horrors and then you still have to say, for England. You know they let you be a spy then? Never. You've just said shit. you'd be easy to be, like... But then you'd be maybe like, I I've made, finally, I've made it to become a British spy and then Russia mm-hmm. would be like, hey, do you want to do this? You'd be like, yeah. But then I could be a double agent. Ooh. Or a triple agent. Yeah. I'd, you know what? I'd be so confused. deep. You'd be too confused. I wouldn't know. Wouldn't I'd just know. be like selling secrets to everyone. You play both sides, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, did you know that Travel, uh, that sorry, Sean Bean mm. uh, went auditioned to be Bond? No. Um, for maybe this one or the one before, and they said no, 
but they liked him still. Mm. And so then they called him back up and said, do you want to come back I'm and be... i he wasn't Bond. No, I don't think he would have been a good Bond. No, he's a good villain though. A really good villain. Yeah. And they, and I think they kind of sold it to him mm. as being like, but you were a spy with mm-hmm. him. And I think it was better for it because he's such an iconic... Mm. Like in the Bond movies, he's such an iconic bad guy. Uh, his, his ex-partner. But in GoldenEye, you don't just have Sean Bean as a villain. You also have um, F- Famke... Oh, I can't remember her surname now. I only know the characters. Uh, Zenya? Ca- yeah. Zenya, Zenya on the top. On the top, yeah. And she is wicked. Yeah. Like, she is such a good villain right from the get-go when she's, like, racing. So you've got yeah, um, yeah. Bond with, with his um, auditor. Penny, in yeah. the, no, it wasn't Money Penny. Oh, was that Money No, he was, oh, okay. there was some random chick that was yeah, auditing him that he, that he, he banged. Just, yeah, banged nice. immediately. Um, so <laughs> he's doing, he's, and then she's in the red car chasing him. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's What's-Her-Face from yeah. um, X-Men, isn't it? Like, you know, What's-Her-Face. And... I was like, why is she so white? Like, she's chalky white. Yeah, I think she's supposed to be. Yeah, she's like Russian. She, yeah, no, that's because she's a baddie. So she's got her dark hair and her dark lips, <laughs> you know, like the tropey <laughs> yeah, bad girl yeah. that wears leather and is just really, really dark. And she's got her chalky white skin. And the scene when she's trying to seduce him slash kill him in the sauna. In the that was a cool scene. Yeah, it was, it was a bit so weird, hilarious. Because then they were kissing him. She kept they, kissing him. They were snogging. And then the only, re- the only way he gets... Because she's got like killer thighs, doesn't she? Yeah. Like she can crush Crushes people to people. death. And he like burns her bum. With the, on the, the solar thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he has a gun. He pulls a gun on her as well. Which yeah. I know, yeah. No, that happens after she, he finally gets her off. Yeah. But he's, he wasn't able to. <laughs> so the way he overpowered Ottertop was by burning her butt. And then pulling a gun on her. Yeah. Like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> but she was such a good party. She was really good. And then you also had um, Oromov, who mm. was the who worked for the Ministry of Defense. Yeah. And you had Boris, mm. the programmer who they'd stolen from. The- yeah. so this was quite good. So Moonraker was really like, that is the bad guy. Yeah. He had yeah, one henchman. Like oh, yeah, yeah, there's two henchmen. Yeah. He had the Asian dude. He had Jaws. Mm. But this one, he kind of had... He had a couple of henchmen because Zenya was kind of like his muscle. Mm. But then Oromov was like a bad guy in his own right. And then Boris, he kind of used as well. So he had like a team of... Do you know who Zenya reminded me of? You know Gogo in Kill Bill? Oh, yeah. You know, someone yeah. that just takes pleasure out yeah, of Yeah, she just killing. like loved yeah, it. Yeah, she was laughing her head off. Yeah. And the first initial sex scene that she has... When with he's the captain? Like, yeah, with the wrestling. Zenya, I can't breathe! She just pretty really crushed him to death. And, and she was like loving it. But it was like through. sexual for her mm. too. Yeah, no, she's she's absolutely great. And I think with Boris, um, when, like, the way they turn him as well. I, did, I didn't really, really like Boris's character. I liked him. Did you? I am invincible. <laughs> yeah, at the beginning. Natalia, give me the car. But he had a weird thing because he kind of, he weirdly kind of liked her a little bit still. Like, you know, they, they played, and the they still played the game with each other. Like, she, um, like, he was using the code, mm. like, the sexual innuendos as the codes for the things. Mm. Uh, but then the answer was chair. Oh, okay. I was like, wow, you are a master hacker. Like, <laughs> that was, like, his big top secret, top, top secret code that she couldn't figure out was chair. All these, like, American actors doing the Russian accent, it was like, did you all go to bad accents? Yeah, yeah. It was so bad. <laughs> like, like, in this day and age, it's actually embarrassing yeah. how bad those accents are. Um, but, yeah, I quite like the range of villainy. In this film, and yeah, and you had, had a few female of them. villains as well. Oh, big I time! Thought, I thought that was great. Absolutely fantastic. Spectre, on the other hand, um, with the villain, this was like we said, was very complicated in so much as oh, there's like everybody, yeah, like everybody everyone, was the bad guy. Anyone, yeah, but what did you? Okay, you had organizations of baddies, I think. Organizations with the bad. The organization with the bad guys, but then there was like a guy within the government that was a bad guy. C. 
Yeah, he was a bad was. guy. He worked for Blowfield. Who worked for Blowfield, who mm. you didn't know was Blowfield until later on the movie. But he was like running. You kind of could see he that was like he was running be a Spectre. I, I, okay. I, I did like Christoph Waltz. Mm. I liked his performance. I love, him. I love everything I, about him, like, guy. As that, that, that movie, as a standalone, you watch it and you go, great. He did a great job. He was a good bad guy. He was crazy. He was whatever. But then you put it in the context that he. They've brought this character back from mm. the beginning of the series. You know, yeah. Blowfield was in it in like the 70s. Yeah, he was in it in Thunderball, wasn't he? Yeah. And, and th- that was the problem with yeah, the copyright yeah. and the litigation was because um, MGM were like, this is our character. We're not going to give you permission for it. And that's why Thunderball was, even though it was under Eon, it was it was still seen as one of the most underrated Bond yeah. films. I've not, but, I've not seen but, Thunderball. So. I had a real problem with that because I'm like... The whole point is that all of these can just start again. Mm. And it's just funny and it's fun and it's silly. You're trying to do like a throwback to people that have watched all of them. But if people have been watching all of them, they're going to be the ones that don't like that you've mm. done this. But then again, it's like Jaws in... Um, 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 what was it? Moonraker. I literally can't remember the name. <laughs> in Moonraker. He was in the previous film. Yeah, yeah. And but, he was but, his but, Okay, but yeah. that's that's fine. I don't mind you continuing a couple of little themes. Because mm. like Money Penny and Q are in mm. all of them. Yeah. But it's when you... And like, I don't mind there being a bad guy continuous. Mm. But now that they've thrown back to the very beginning mm. of the series, it's like... The, it's like, gone back and because, a bit too much. And because saying. they started yeah. with Christina Royale, it's like, was that a prequel? But it can't be because... M from the last movie was in it. Judy mm. Dench was still M. Mm. So it's like, this is supposed to be a continuation because they kept her as a character. Mm. They changed Q. They changed Bond. Mm. Um, but then they killed off M mm. and made a new guy M. Mm. But now they've got this old bad guy back. Mm. It would be like if the next movie had Jaws in it. Mm. And it's like, are you doing a reboot of this series or are you continuing it like we're all used to? Mm. I think that's the one of the issues with the franchise, isn't it? That you you kind of meant to like suspend your like reality and just assume that Bond is this character that does not age and everything happens yeah, around him. Exactly. Stuff, which is fine, I think, in a way. And that's why you can bring in new characters for Q and C and M because yeah. these are positions, not Yeah, people. yeah, yeah, exactly. They're positions that people take over. I think so. And I think you could actually bring back the villains too if they oh, weren't but, dead. But that's... You could bring them yeah. back, yes. But, as long but as, to start again, because yeah, this is yeah. introducing him now. Mm. Um, and that's... that's You're exactly right that... It's not like a Marvel franchise no. where you can sit there and go, well, this needs to line up with this. Mm. Nothing needs to line up. And that's the whole point and the fun of these Bond movies. Absolutely. Um, but what did you think then about the villains? Because I think out of all the Bond ones, I think Spectre, with the fact that Spectre is an organisation, then you've got the Nines and then you've got... There's too many the, things. What was it? The What's joint, the, sur- like the yeah, joint the surveillance. The JIC. Yeah. Um, the joint intelligence service. Sorry, yeah. yeah. There's and a then, bit too many but then because, because they were throwing, they were saying, "Oh, actually, mm. the last three movies were all part of this as well." Mm. So the Quantum Group were part of us too. Yeah, it's like you didn't have to do that. It's a bit much. I mean, Christopher Waltz, I love him. I think he's an incredible actor, an inglorious bastards. He was the best yeah. villain in the entire. Film I world. loved him in Django Unchained as well. I think he's I a good actor. Seen that. Oh, really? Good. I think he's a fantastic actor. I also think though that if he ever played a good guy. As an audience, we'd watch, sit there, watch, going, when is he going to die? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's evil. He's evil. Such a good um, actor. 
Um, okay. But I think Spectre probably had the weakest baddies. They were yeah. the trope. We like the tropey baddies. For- and because because it was like a a proper organization, mm. it was like a global organization, and he was just sort of running it. Yeah, you can only blame the organization and not the. It wasn't. He wasn't yeah. like this big criminal mastermind. Exactly. What? Okay. The big issue. Mm. What do you think of Daniel Craig as Bond? I like Daniel Craig as Bond. Now I feel sorry for Daniel Craig as Bond because when he first got casted as Bond. Like, the amount of people that gave him shit for not being good-looking enough. <laughs> that is really fucked up. Because, like, if you said that to a woman that's so anti-feminist, it's sexist, blah, blah. Yeah. And he literally had to take it. Just like, take it. Like, shit, man. Like, am I really not that good-looking? And I think Daniel Craig is, you know, a normal-looking person. You know, you just said you just said he's a normal-looking person. But yeah, though. he's a normal-looking person. He's not ugly or anything no. like that. No, no, no. But people were saying that he was, like, a troll and he was ugly <laughs> and... I was like, that's really horrible. Imagine, like, you know, you going on, like, Twitter and then every single person is saying that you shouldn't be in that job because yeah. you're so fucking ugly. That's horrible. I think my problem is... Because <laughs> I... I don't... It's not that I don't like him. Yeah. It's that I don't like the char- what the character has become. Okay. And that's nothing to do with mm. him. I think he's fine. I think they've changed it. And, like, I understand we're in a different world now you can't just have like a super sexist dude just like banging his auditor on a road like you know you can't have the dude banging his the doctor in space and stuff no but but he it it went too far away it went like (laughs) like every but like everything it's gone super serious he he's not punny and he's not funny Mm. and he's not quippy he's he's I'm not sure what happened because with Skyfall, it was again directed by Sam Mendes and that was really good and you had money putting in a really like badass role and then in this film, she's back behind the desk and it's... But then Hugh gets involved with solving some of the crimes and stuff. It's like, you that's not your job. You're the gadget man. I have an issue with him too. Yeah, I think with Spectre, they... I think they experimented a bit too much. Mm. I think they should just stuck to... Just stick to the formula. Yeah, stick to the formula. You know what? I've... Any movie, mm. people aren't going for groundbreaking. No. People aren't going James Bond movies for groundbreaking. They're going for, and this will go into the conventions mm. thing later, gadgets and ridiculous plots yeah, and funny puns. But Christopher McQuarrie, you know, the director of um, the new Mission Impossible and um, Rogue Nation, yeah. he says that as well because that's the mistake he made with Jack Reacher because the second one that he directed with Jack, the first one was really successful and really good. The second one wasn't that good yeah. because they mess with the formula yeah yeah yeah. and he's like don't mess with the formula and with the new mission impossible films for example they they figured out the formula and it's going to work and and it works and you're so right i think they just went oh actually shall we just be a bit more this and And we'll be a bit deeper and we'll link it all together and have the story come around and audiences are smarter and let's get a little bit smarter with the plot line and then it becomes actually this is now convoluted it's not smart you've ruined you've ruined what was just a light funny mm. thing nobody is going into the, goldeneye yeah. and being like wow this is really deep like i really yeah. like the message here they're going in because they want to see a crazy cool bad gadgets. guy cool gadgets yeah, absolutely bond getting out of ridiculous situations mm. stupid car chases and stuff like absolutely um should we get through the gender one we've mentioned yeah. a few things we already have mentioned it now obviously as we've said ian fleming's fictional character bond is sexist and yeah. he's sexist because of his upbringing he's sexist because of his environment and he's sexist because well that's what you had to be in um that day and age yeah at the same time though like bond kind of surpa- surpasses time because it's always it 
there's never any like direct times when it's set. No. You just know it's set it's just, against yeah, the backdrop yeah. of something that's happening. And that's why the franchise has lasted so long, kind of like Doctor Who. But he's, he's an alien, like, yeah, yeah. so that makes sense. Well, they had to justify that because it's yeah. like an ongoing, so this one you don't. Yeah. Um, so initially, obviously, when he started off in the late 60s, 70s, you've got this like man's man. You know? yeah. He's smooth, he's suave, he's good looking, he's got lines for everything, he's witty, you know. Something even Oscar Wilde would probably roll his eyes at the amount of like wit that's yeah, coming yeah. out of him. When it came to the women, then, like, it was initially like Bond introduced like, oh, he's on his last legs, and the next shot he's, he's is rubbing like, a woman's yeah. leg. But that's the thing. Yes, like I understand that it's still a bit rough because it, it was a while ago, but it is a joke. Yeah. Like it, nobody's like... It has to be. Nobody's like, this. It, look at this cool guy. Look how good with chicks he is. It's ridiculous. Mm. He is using such dumb lines and he's banging these girls mm. five minutes after he meets them. It's like a joke. It, like, you know, it's supposed to be like that. But I have to say, because we picked Moonraker to be like the older misogynist, yeah. like really over the top one. But even in that, when he was surprised she was a doctor, yeah. she gave him some stick yeah, for it. Yeah, she did, yeah. But they all do though. All the like Bond women kind of give him a bit of stick, but they're all full for his charm. Yeah. That's the problem. So in Doctor just like, No... Just like Austin Powers. <laughs> and he's like actually <laughs> ugly and like ridiculous. <laughs> so have you seen Doctor No, the first Bond film? I think, uh, I, oh, maybe. The famous scene, she's coming out of the water. Oh, I've seen that, key. yeah, yeah. But you know this next scene, right? Like, yeah. she hears a noise, and then, okay, so she comes out of the water, and she's in that famous white bikini, and she picks up a conch shell, blows it, because <laughs> that's what you do, right? Of course. Um, and then she hears a noise, and that's Bond. And she's like, how dare you look at me? And then it's a sex scene right there. Yeah, right on. And it's like, just you like just in, got out of the water, woman. Just like in real life. <laughs> yeah, but is that what happens to you? <laughs> yeah, you yeah when I blow conch shell. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, um, sorry, were you the one that was I was the woman, shell? I was oh. the gorgeous person coming out of the water. And there was just shaking some woman my hair, just yeah. staring at you. And then they were like, right have on. sex with <laughs> me. And you were like, no, okay. So it, was, it wasn't great. Uh, Moonraker for women because there was a lot of that. Yeah, a lot of like unnecessary like seduction. Yeah, as well. And but hilarious. Yeah, yeah, it was because, funny. Because you know. But then, like, but then it gets. I think that stuff is over the top, and it's supposed to be funny. Mm. Like that. But then there's a few scenes where like, uh, the Doctor, the Bond girl, mm. can't defend herself, mm. and so Bond has to come and mm. save the damsel in distress. And there's a scene right at the end where she fights a couple of dudes. Yes, but they're like. The radar guys. Yeah. They're not like trained fighters. When he's fighting Jaws, she is like useless and he has to sort of keep him away. And it's that stuff that's like, that's sexist. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like when he escapes from the uh, ambulance, when they mm. kidnap him and she like distracts him by smiling at him and then Bond is able to get out. It's like, well, and she And he doesn't give her out. credit because he f- sees her in Venice doesn't he? Yeah. And he's like, oh shit, there she is. That's Dr. Goodhead. And she's on the same trail as he's on, but she's not a detective or a spy. And like, she's yeah, she just is. A, she, she, uh, no, yeah. She, yeah, Dr. Goodhead. She's yeah, just she a Yeah, she works for the CIA. Oh, okay. Remember when he finds all the weapons in her room? She's got like the, the perfume oh, no, that spray. That. Oh. No. He goes into her room and then he goes out and the pen has like a needle in it and oh, the uh, the yeah, perfume yeah. has that a flamethrower yeah. and he's like, oh, you work for the CIA. But, because the then he's was, like, should we pull resources? It could have its perks. And then they bang. He, he doesn't give her credit 
for no. like going oh, on no, no, no. at all. And like, that's, I think that's the stuff, not the mm. crazy over the top mm. sexist stuff. That's supposed to be a joke. Mm. But then when you have your characters as helpless, when you have your woman as your helpless woman who a, doesn't. If she's an agent, she'd be she's probably a CIA trained. agent, yeah. yeah. So moving on to like, I think Goldeneye, so like I said, in the women in that were the first women ever in Bond history to come back. And it was um, Money Penny rejects him. Yep. and says as far he says oh what am I going to do without you and blah 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 and she says uh, well as far as I yeah I remember yeah. you never had me and then she says your what you think is a joke could be construed as sexual harassment yeah. and this is like the first time you but start he's getting called on yeah it. he's getting called upon it and not just called upon it he's getting called upon in the language that people are now starting to recognise as not okay Yeah, because this is in the 90s in the mid 90s before that you've got this idea of like oh every man wants to be him every woman wants to be with him yeah so people aren't going to say, oh, this is actually quite sexist. Yeah, yeah. Or this is actually sexual harassment. Especially when Moneypenny is meant to be a secretary and yeah. he's above her in the position and stuff. If he's making those kind of lewd comments to her, that is sexual harassment. And it's, and it's, but it's really but, uncomfortable. It's not yeah. a thing. But it's good because she yeah comes in and starts mm. to shut him down. Because when they come in and she's all dressed up, he's like, oh, you didn't have to get dressed up for me. And she's like, I actually have a life outside of you. Mm. And he's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, you know, she, he really sort of shits on him. And I think in Skyfall, that money penny echoes the same line. She yeah. goes, it's called cool having a life bond. Yeah, when yeah. she's dressed up as well. Um, but yeah, like you said before, Xenia is mm. awesome. And she spins it on its head again because she uses sex to like, kill weapon, people. Yeah. yeah. And since she tries to like seduce Bond a bit, mm. but also like killing him, she seduces You know the- what? She does seduce him. Yeah. He kisses her back. Yeah, yeah. And he's evidently turned on. He obviously can't help parents. himself. Yeah, he can't. <laughs> <laughs> well, could you? If a woman like throws herself but, on you with a crushing yeah, thighs. yeah. But she was a total boss because mm. when she like zip lines down the helicopter mm. thing with her like guns and stuff, that was wicked. You're like she, she's a she good. She's like a proper fighter. I like her laugh. I like a crazy yeah. like maniacal laugh. <laughs> <laughs> like such a baddie. But even Natalia, mm. who's the Bond girl, I think this was a big change because she wasn't like blonde bombshell no. stunner. Like, she, she wasn't ugly, but no, she, she wasn't, was like, supermodel yeah. stunning. But also, she was super intelligent. Mm. She worked for, like, a, she was, like, a satellite programmer. Mm. And and they had to be a team. He could not do that without her because no. she had to track where the satellite signal was coming from. You know, when they're stuck in the train, mm. uh, which is a sick scene, by the mm-hmm. way, um, and she has to get on the computer and find where the signal was coming mm. from. And he's like, come on, let's get out. And she's like, no, no, wait, we have to find where the signal was from. They're like actually a team. Mm. And you can see from then on, like the next one, I can't remember who the girl in that one was, but the one with Lucy Liu, she was, I can't was that she one. in that? Yeah, that was the, uh, the world was not enough. Yeah, that was mm. the next one. And she was like, the, oh, it wasn't Lucy Liu. It was another, it was another girl. Um, <laughs> another Asian girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think she was actually. Um, but yeah like they had (laughs) racist blonde hair and blue eyes (laughs) but he had to start teaming up with them yeah what about Spectre so uh, oh but also they had M like you said before the first female M oh this was was the first female M and I think like I mean I think it's something you can talk about now there's a massive debate about whether or not there should be a black bond yeah now I know you're for it and I'm against it and I just don't think I think it's not necessary at all because what you're doing then, and like, you know how like Idris Alba, like Sony have like leaked like oh their interest in Idris Alba was like because he's, a, and he's on like, his I'm, Twitter he said I'm not uh, interested. But then on Twitter yeah. he said he just wrote Alba Idris yeah. Alba. Yeah, like, 
But he's always said famously, I'm not interested because if I become Bond, then I will be the Black Bond. Yeah. I won't be James Bond, I'll be Black Bond. And then the first black villain of the Bond franchise, um, Dr. Kalpananang, he said, you can't have a black Bond simply because of the heritage of Bond. You're Scottish and Swiss, and that comes into play much mm. later on in the films, and they use that a lot. But you can have other agents yeah, that are just as true. smart as Bond. But then why are we so fixated on having a black Bond when you have other franchises, let's say like Kingsman, right? Why are they all white? Yeah. You know, they didn't have to be, but they're all white. So that's another debate itself. But why try and change an entire franchise because you... Not because you need to anything like that, you know, when it comes to ethnic race, because this isn't, 007 isn't like a position. It's actually someone's title or name. You could get rid of James Bond and introduce a brand new character. Could do, yeah. And that would work better. But to say, oh, we're just going to manipulate this entire character in but order to fit but into they do that with, but they But they do that with um, M. No, so but they, M but is a position. No, 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 no. But in... in um, oh, maybe it was. It's, it sounds like says Because then... Yeah. Cause then um, Hagrid says, oh, I hear M is a woman now. Yeah, because M is a position. C is a position. G, Q is a position. It's not a person. Yeah. So you can actually take over those positions. That's 007 fine. is a code name, though. You could have He's a new a code 007. Name for that, that actual person, though. Yeah. You know, that's but, the point. But the thing about the heritage, that mm. only comes up in these last movies, which but, I am arguing mm. have done it wrong. Don't talk about his heritage. Don't talk about his past. Just have standalone movies and then you can just chuck him in. It doesn't matter. But it works the other way around, right? So people are saying like you can have a black bond because you can, even though the character is written for a white person. If then we turn that around and say, why don't we have a white person playing a black character and change it around? Suddenly that becomes uncomfortable. And it's kind of, in my opinion, the same way. You can't just change an entire backstory of a character. But that's the thing. There is no backstory until now. No, because in the books, if you think about the books, etc. Yeah, but people know. aren't watching the movies because they love the books. No, but they did. And that's how it all started mm. off, you know. And all the films have alluded to his background, etc. And I feel like instead of trying to change the formula of Bond, why not question why films like Kingsman and that new franchise, mm. a brand new franchise, isn't... When you actually don't yeah, have anything holding exactly. you back from... That's completely yeah. whitewashed. If you think about it, the only black person in Kingsman is the baddie. But it, it is based off a comic, you know. Yes, but that's a comic. But you know? but that's the thing. Like you're saying people that watch the, read the yeah, book. But you read the comic mm. book and you're like, I love this character because mm-hmm. his background is Chavy English. And then you go and watch the movie and you go, oh, this guy's, yeah, but you uh, could, this guy's but backstory is completely different to the character added, I know. Like more characters that aren't white. Yeah. Like even in the Bond films, you can add in other agents and blah, blah, blah. That Which they did in the yeah. newer ones because yeah, uh, the American dude, the American contact. Yeah, and Money Penny is Naomi Harris yeah. and then Day. So I think they have made those changes. But I think that entire argument, like having a black bond, kind of dismisses the problem of, you know, um, diversity in Hollywood mm. by not questioning other franchises that are starting up just now with that are completely whitewashed. Yeah, um, that's a good that, point. That's point. And just the same way, like, you know, a female bond as well. The argument, though, with Doctor Who, however, Doctor Who can be what the hell Doctor Who wants to be. Because it's an alien, like, being reborn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think the new Doctor Who is going to be female. And I think that makes sense because it's an alien. You know? I always thought I always thought a, a female Bond would work mm. if she was super sexist and just, like, sleezed on dudes and just, like, banged them. Unfortunately, him. it just doesn't work, does no. it? it? But I, that's what work. I'd like mm. if she came along and she was just like, oh, nice pants, and then they bang. 
know what I mean? Like, mm. that'd be. I think that if they really hammed it up and put it over the top again. Well, there was so with the new Spectre one, and I think I spoke to you about this earlier. So it was a. Um, I don't know if she's a journalist or this was like a one-off piece. I didn't really look into it because I thought what she wrote was crap. Um, Alison Pearson and she compares Spectre to the feminist ideals in the film Suffragette. <laughs> Which I thought was so far-fetched, like it didn't make sense. But her opening paragraph was easily calm. It was some of the most sexiest things I've ever read, (laughs) which was um, the boyfriends, the shame-faced boyfriends of my friends that went to watch Suffragette was like, it was the only reason they went to watch it was so the girls could go and watch Spectre. So, okay, so girls go to see Suffragette and boys go to see Spectre. Because they're boy movies and girl movies. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, are you seriously being, are you seriously being serious? Like, (laughs) what from better words? Like, you're talking about equality, et cetera, but in your own words, you're You're so sexist. Girls don't want to go and watch James Bond movies. It's crazy. And um, she says, um, I don't know how she came to this conclusion because I've read this article many, many times. Oh, if anyone is interested, it is available. It's on the Telegraph. It's a 2015 article um, about Spectre. And she says this new Bond in Spectre is like a feminist. And yeah. he like, you know, heralds uh, uh-huh. suffrage ideal. I don't think don't... not being a sleaze mm. makes you a feminist. I, yeah, exactly. I think, I think there's, like, just, there's it's yeah. like, a, if, like a spectrum. And if sleaze is down one end and feminist is the other... Like, there's some ground in between there. I think... I know this is going to be quite controversial. I think being a sleaze and going, I hate women's rights or I hate feminism and stuff is much better than being the kind of man that says, I don't care. Because the other way around, at least you've thought about it enough to make a stand. If you're saying, I don't okay. care, you're saying, you know what, it does, it's not important it enough. So you and think it it's doesn't almost matter. like worse that you don't... Yeah, because yeah. the other one can be changed. Their minds can be changed when That's you show true. them. That's true. If you don't care, you genuinely don't care. This is a little bit off topic, but mm. that was in- really interesting that you say that because um, I think it was Emma Watson who was like the representative for women at the UN. Mm. And she was giving big speeches and stuff. And I saw someone's response or someone was talking about it and they said... The people who are listening already agree with her. Yeah. The people who disagree will still disagree. Mm. And the people who don't care won't listen. Mm. And, it's and people, are like, people are like, she's like, yes, it's a good thing that you want to be getting the message out there, but it's not getting to the right people mm. because the only people it's getting to are the people that agree. Mm. I agree with that. It's the people in the middle that don't yeah, care. Yeah. Those are the people you need to target about everything. Everything. Yeah. From bloody Politics MGM and products to GM foods to absolutely Brexit. everything. Yeah. Absolutely everything. Like you just need to target those. But it's hard because then you have to try and find a way to engage them because you can't do that. Yeah. Um, right. Mm-hmm. Now. Now, another thing about Spectre before moving on. So you got Bellucci. Yeah. You got Monica Bellucci who was in the trailer and the way she was marketed was meant to be this revolutionary Bond girl. Yeah. She's older. Which then Daniel Craig, like, spoke out against. He said, what do you mean older? She's exactly the same age as Bond. Yeah, She's not yeah, older. Yeah. She's the same age. But she kept saying, oh, because of her age. But, and Sam Mendes marketed as this, like, strong female character. He promised, like, the audience and stuff. But then she's in it for, like, two minutes. Yeah. And then he just sleeps with her. And then just walks away and then you never hear from her again. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. So, I don't, how is she a strong female character? It is funny because 
I feel like this this conversation for strong female characters wasn't being had the same way in the 90s. And then GoldenEye weirdly did it. I think GoldenEye more and just better like, than other films. Just like kind of nailed it. Yeah. Sort of not on purpose. They mm. were like, oh, we need some bad guys. Here are our bad guys. Blaine, there we got them. Oh, we need a Bond girl. Boom, we got her. Mm. What's she going to do? Oh, she'll be like a science programmer. What's the like, bad girl going to be? Oh, she'll be like, she uses sex and she has guns and kills mm. people. And then accidentally, they have super yeah. strong characters that held their own mm. and carried like their own. Yes, she still banged Bond, but everyone bangs mm. Bond. That's fine. Mm. But, Absolutely. Yeah. I think without realizing GoldenEye was so much more progressive yeah. and forward thinking than the modern ones which are trying yeah, to yeah, be and they and but then they come out and they're like we're going to put it, we're going to do this yeah. we're going to do it we're going to have and female they, characters and, and it's like doesn't well, do very well. yeah another thing that Spectre was slammed on was money penny's character so in skyfall you've got um uh, Naomi Harris playing Minnie Penny and she has a fight scene and she is like really cool yeah. and like she shoots bond and you know all this stuff and then inspector she's just back to her desk job it's like, well, didn't MI6 just like see yeah, like, yeah. how incredible she was? So we actually had this category as the first one. Yeah. And as it's I was watching, as one. I was watching, yeah. I was like, uh, uh-uh, this is the one I want to talk about most about. Yeah. And and I weirdly like, as I was going, made a list. Yeah. And then started writing about the list within this category. So this is the conventions of a Bond film, and this is summing up why I don't really like the new ones because they go away from these. Okay. Okay. So I, do you want to know my list of my conventions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me. And then we'll go through. Mm. So I think the gadgets, Yep. the car, there's always like a, a thing car. The, the idea that the Bond is the best at everything. Yep. He can do everything and he's the best at everything. Crazy henchman. Mm-hmm. The song, mm-hmm. which is like, a, and, and the, you know, to be fair, the Spectre song was really mm. good. They're silly. They're, they're, they're funny. They don't take mm. themselves too seriously. Bit OTT, yeah. There's always, up until these ones, a ridiculous car chase. And when mm. I say car chase, that's in inverted commas <laughs> because they're not cars. Like, they get more and more ridiculous with how they have these chase mm. scenes. Like, uh, Die Another Day was a car chase, but they're on the ice and he had, like, an invisible car and shit. Like, that's Yeah, you awesome. have, like, ridiculous stunts that... You kind of got to laugh. Yeah, at, yeah. Not and then just like yet. crazy scenes. Mm. I'd say those were. What about and opening action sequence? Yeah, it always it's opens. Like a, on well, it's open. like what do they call it? like a cold open? Yeah, and then they have and the then title, the title sequence and the song. title sequence, which is a song, but has themes and shows things from yeah, the story. Absolutely. That's what I would say. I I agree with you. I also think you know women, beautiful yep. women. Yeah, um, gorgeous women. The punch. And and I'd say the the other. And I said this before. A sex scene at the end mm. that ends on a stupid pun, mm. like or something sexy, or something fun, yeah, yeah. something sexy and mm. funny. It's like a joke to end with. Usually, in the titles back in the day they used to have were like Bond will back in dot 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 in the next film. Yeah, and yeah. With um, Moonraker, it was meant to be another film. So on the back of the last Bond film, they had another film. It's like Never See Again or something like this, and then they released Moonraker again. Ah, interesting. Fun fact about Moonraker: so it goes so far away from the actual book, they had to release a novelization. What's a novelization? So when they had the movie and they write make a book about it. Yeah, but yeah. what is what is it like? You know, what what's the point of it? Well, so people know? can go and read it in yeah, more detail because and description stuff. 
obviously 70s recession going on etc a lot of people couldn't afford to go to cinema yeah. or have tv in their house cool. so, they made a, so they'd a have book a version. book and people would just be able it's literally like a scene by scene description oh, of what wow. was happening that's cool i like that and it was christopher wood who had to write that novelization it was one of the most popular novelizations of the bond franchise wow. and that's because it went so far away from the book but I thought it was... That's interesting. Yeah, yeah that's really cool. We don't really get them anymore. No. Yeah. That'd be cool. It would be cool. Imagine Harry Potter novelizations. Oh, yeah, right? That would be That's amazing. a funny joke. That's the funniest thing you've ever said. <laughs> um, <coughs> the other thing I was going to say <coughs> is the innuendo names of mm. the women. Oh, that's like with Pussy Galore, didn't Pussy it? Galore, and, then, and you have yeah. Good Head, and you have On the Top. Mm. Um, there's a bunch of others. I said with Straight Face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. But then, but then there's always a joke about it, like Money Penny in Golden Age. She's like, "I hope you stay on, on a top, top of things." Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so the conventions that I loved from Moonraker. Mm. So for the gadgets, um, I love as well. <laughs> he introduces like three gadgets, mm. and you're like, "Great, those are the three things we're going to see him use." I wonder how he uses those three things. Absolutely. So he gives him the uh, wrist, like the the watch that shoots mm. darts. That's how and that came up. Simulation and thingy. it's how he kills uh, Drax at yeah. the end. Um, if you were put in that simulation with the thing, yeah. you know, the spatial thing, um, goes up to 11. Remember that? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I could not stop laughing. Goes up to 11. <laughs> I was like, oh, maybe that's where Spinal Tap goes from. Probably not. That'd be, that'd be so far-fetched. Can you imagine? Because like, that went up to 11. Like, you just didn't make any sense. Why 11? But um, would you like that? No. Would you not like that ride? Oh, I mean, not really. Maybe, maybe it, if I, I could, if I that. knew I wasn't going to almost pass out. No, I'm just saying that like, yeah, as a yeah, ride, maybe. like in Alton Towers or something. Yeah, I, think I, I think I'd love that. It'd be really fun. Um, but yeah, so he saves himself, doesn't he? Yeah, With he shoots the thing, the, yeah. but then he kills he kills uh, Drax at the end. Mm. And <laughs> I was watching, I was like, "There's at least ten other situations he could have used that." Yeah, <laughs> when he's just like fist fighting with um with Jaws, just just shoot him with your thing. You've got it on all the time, apparently. So you know about Jaws's character. So you know, I've already mentioned um, the director of Rogue Nation. Um, and Fallout, Christopher McQuarrie. And one of his things is, he says, you never, ever, 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 ever appease the fans' requests. This is where, like, movies go to die. Yeah. And people wrote in to the director of Moonraker saying that, why is Jaws always a baddie? Like, why can't he just be a goodie? Why can't he uh. be friends with Bond at the end? And that's what the director did. I liked it, though. To appease the fans. That was the most criticized choice in really? the entire film. They were like... Why the hell is he a goodie suddenly? And how he fell in love with his... That like, was weird. Dog. That was it so was weird. It was stupid. That was and stupid. That was just literally to appease the fans. And this is Christian McQuarrie saying, never ever do that. It ruins the film. And I was like, yeah, literally, I can see the evidence. I, but I thought when he when he was like, oh, so you're making a perfect race of people, mm. whereas people that aren't perfect are going to fit in. I thought that was a good reason for him to be like, oh, shit. Because it, yeah. it wasn't like a big spiritual thing. He was like, well, he's going to kill me. Yeah. So I better like fight my way out of but this the par- like you know when he first sees his girlfriend it's yeah so and then weird. they're like they start holding hands and run away that's like meant to be like love and compass all they all questioned her height they said um she's too short for him yeah. you know he's like quite a giant man his real life wife is the same height <laughs> and that's why <laughs> that's cool that's why he was accepted yeah um i loved the the laser guns mm. except he Star saw Wars. them in he saw them in q's office mm. and then for some reason all the bad guys had them too and they're in the space station. 
I guess they were like, well, we can't have one side have laser guns, no. so we'll just give them all laser guns. Yeah. Um, all of them had it. And that I was loved... on the back. I mean, the entire film was on the back of Star Wars, really. Yeah. Like, and it won like loads of like science fiction film oh, yeah. awards. Yeah, it won quite a few. Um, I loved the canal boat turning mm. into a hovercraft. That was. Oh, my God, the coffin. I was like, oh, it's a that was so, Yeah, that vampire. was funny. Yeah, and, that was hilarious. And the, the boat... That, that the hang glider that. popped out of it and mm. he flew off the edge of the cliff. I mean, the initial opening scene, we're in convention now as well. Uh, so, you know, he's on a plane, a normal plane that can carry a spacecraft. Yeah, because that makes a lot of logical sense, they did that. right? They actually and did then, that, though. Hey? They actually did that. When? When? So they fly the so they, they so this is they they fly uh, the plane as high as they can with a regular plane yeah and then they so that they don't have to launch the shuttle so they fly it up really high then they detach it and then the shuttle engages mm. its own engines but, and goes like up but there. that's not like a passenger plane it's a normal it's like a proper yeah that yeah. one this one they use like yeah, a like, a, like a regular plane yeah and then you've got the jaws pushing him out yeah and. Then he like kind of like swims. Yeah, like, yeah. Jaws, Jaws was an awesome henchman. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was so good because he is what like seven foot something. Mm. And he's got metal teeth yeah. so unnecessarily, but then he just yeah, tries to bite everything. Still, yeah. So that's meant to be his thing. That's yeah. what he kills people. I love still, it. Yeah. So when he like flies out, so that's like we said, you know that that wasn't CG. It was actual stuntmen doing yeah. that stuff, and I thought it was incredible because it took them. Um, I think he was like sixteen, like tries to get it right and the close-ups were done in Pinewood Studios in the yeah. UK and the rest were like literally probably out there Can it, I, that's awesome I think it's I don't know it just makes my feet all tingle yeah. when I think about it because can you imagine yeah and you had a near death as well on this um, film as well yeah yeah so. there was one where um, they had a car that had like wings on top mm. and it crashed the guy actually died in it but they kept the scene in the movie what in this film no 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 in another one oh where like a car just like sprouts these wings and they made the car with mm. wings and then someone crashed flying Good it to hell. yeah I love that he's supposed to be the best mm. at everything so he dives out of the plane he catches mm. up with the guy he doesn't pass out in the simulator when he walks out but he's playing the, pressing the chicken button he's pressing the chicken button I like, yeah. I like why it's called <laughs> the chicken button <laughs> but when he's at um Drax's manner mm. and he takes him shooting and then he shoots the sniper out of the tree it's like yeah. you wouldn't have seen him have you um, ever been shooting no no I haven't I'm just asking <laughs> no. I thought you might have because you're Aussie no I didn't come from that part of Australia but you have like in the city you have in Australia like a, maybe like a shooting culture with like yeah yeah well people live on stuff. the farms they have they have to be able to shoot because we don't really so have pests. that in Britain you have like you know people that are like you know anti-fox and stuff you know there was a thing for a while where you like they were doing like an open cull of mm. kangaroos really because they Why? had so many because they were, they were like they they're to. like rabbits they're like just breeding and there's too many of them so they said people can just kill them oh wow yeah have you tried kangaroo meat yeah it's so good it's, it's nice delish. isn't it i i really in um londonborough market you have the australian store oh, yeah. with the kangaroo burgers that's the first time I had kangaroo and I was like, oh my God, can I have another one? <laughs> and their burgers, are the, they're not stingy English sizes. Yeah. They're like big, thick like ones. fat, thick ones. I'd never cook it though, I'm scared. Why? Because I think I'd dry it out really easy. It's quite easy to dry yeah. out the meat, yeah. So I wouldn't want to risk it. All right, anyway, let's get back to it. Yeah, let's go back to the conventions. 
The titles as well. Now, the titles always criticised as being very sexist because they had the female silhouette. You know what? I don't give a shit. This is they're the just only silhouettes time. And they, like, they are gorgeous. It's, a, it's, it's like a music video. Yeah, like, just, it's stunning. Just leave and it. the fact that like kind of like links into the storyline and it yeah. reveals plot points and things. I think it's always been a very stylistic choice, and it just looks gorgeous. Uh, and so I'd say the the last one that I was sort of had there was uh, the ridiculous. So they have the chase of the gondola. And yeah. this one is like a comedy because they they cut the the couple's gondola in half <laughs> and they're, and they're still, still kissing, kissing. <laughs> and then he gets he gets but on the hovercraft. That's what you would do if you're in. Oh life. yeah, you wouldn't notice. And, and then you get the driving. um, you get the hovercraft yeah, on the that, thing, that goes and the then bottom. as it goes through the uh, St Mark's Square. Mm-hmm. The guy like checks his wine bottle. He's yeah. like, "What the what?" And then the the pigeon. They do a really bad edit with the pigeon doing a double take. <laughs> that was really funny. And we both been to Venice, so I was like, yeah. "Whoa!" It was not that crowded in the yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was my takeaway. <laughs> um. All right, Goldeneye. So Goldeneye. Um. Again, the fast cars are conventions there. But did, you know, because they used a BMW in mm. Goldeneye, and they got in, they got a lot of crap for that. Because. Oh. Bond always has an Aston Martin. Oh, yes. And then yes, they yes. got a like a three-movie deal with BMW to mm. use them. And everyone was like, what? And in this one, it was crap, though, because he didn't even use it. Not they really gave him the car, car yeah. and then there was like one scene where he just drives it mm. to the thing to get the plane. Now, GoldenEye's initial stunt, the first stunt that he does, it was very simplistic, but I, I loved it. Where he bungee jumps yeah. off the thing? Yeah. It's so simple, but absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. And... Obviously, the stunt person did it, but you kind of go, oh, when is this going to stop with the... Yeah, rope? yeah, and he like, yeah, goes and all he the way down. Yeah, and like this little flip. And he punches and he the dude a, in the toilet. And he gets a gun and like he secures yeah. himself with the gun. It's so, so simple. That but was good. It was gorgeous, absolutely and gorgeous. I love the bit where he... And this is about mm. him being good at everything, where he the plane is going off by itself and he mm. jumps on the motorbike oh and races God. and dives off the cliff. I that was awesome. Not. Stop laughing. That was one of the most ridiculous ridiculous yeah. scenes of my life so he jumps off the motorbike then he kind of swims in the yeah, air yeah yeah and you have this one like loves, Jimmy loves 10 ton aeroplane falling and he's just like, like on the me. side when he like climbs on the yeah. side of the plane like oh now I'm just going to take up I like the fact as well um in this film, in GoldenEye, they refer to him as Jimmy quite yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. The like, American dude yeah. calls him Jimmy, doesn't they, he? They're all like, oh, he Jimbo. Like Jimbo and Jimmy, which I think is really funny because then it kind of makes him more human, I think, yeah. in a way. Um, the gadgets. He obviously had the mm. laser cutter watch, which was cool. Like that came up, he had to get out of the yeah. train. Um, the pen yeah, the was a cl- huge yeah, thing because that, that was, was like that was like a proper like plot changing mm. device. Because Boris was clicking the pen, and he had that he had the character trait of clicking of like yeah, twirling it around. And then he like counted the clicks. Another thing about the conventions as well um, is the whole reve- revelation of the gadgets is always like a massive like comedy scene yeah. in most yeah, yeah, films. Yeah, yeah. And I love the fact in Goldeneye in the background you've got the English phone booth, and this is not. <laughs> The typical tourist London phone. This is a BT phone booth of my childhood. You probably have never no. seen one. Now they are. They do exist. Only the drug dealers <laughs> use them. Okay, it's just a famous saying now. And this guy goes in, and suddenly, like this, like inflatable balloon pops up, and, and then like squashes it against it. Squash, and then he's getting carried out because yeah. he can't help. Because it's it looks, hilarious. It's really funny because he seems like he actually is going to make yeah. a call. He's like just at work, wanting to make a phone I call. I think he genuinely was. Yeah. He forgot where he was, and. 
the whole um, gadget scene is obviously satirized in Spy, yeah. when then that entire scene of Revolution Gadgets is hilarious with the whole um, hemorrhoid. No, 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 it wasn't hemorrhoids. It was um, piles, medication. Yeah. And she's like, well, couldn't you just like change the like, But I need to print the labels. And <laughs> it's a lot of printing and I don't really want to do it. You're just going to have to stick with it. And I think Spy rip it off really, really well. Yeah. Spectre, on the other hand, though, they kind of, it's not funny. It's, it's like, just like, Here's, here you go, here's your and stuff. here's another one, go and here's and another one, and here's yeah. another one. And um, I was looking forward to seeing something funny in that scene. Yeah, and and that, like yeah, a little bit of that. comic relief and stuff. Yeah. It wasn't, wasn't it quite. Wasn't the Ridiculous Chase in Goldeneye mm. is, I think, one of the best. When he, when they're at the Russian like archives and he steals the tank, Yeah, he's these guys are in a car. Mm. Now tanks, yes, they're tough. But cars are faster and he's driving this tank around the city. He's just like going through walls and he the the best. I think this sums up James Bond in one scene. Mm. When he the car comes around a corner and it stakes around the corner, it's by itself, nothing's chasing it. And the tank comes through mm. the wall and it like bursts through in a like a shower of bricks. And then Bond pops his head out and straightens his tie. <laughs> I'm like that's yeah, it. That's, that's it. That's it. That's the best. Soft. Yeah, that was so good. Like, yeah, a little bit of dust and all that, all of that. I think again, I keep going back to Spy, but Jason Statham in Spy was probably the quintessential Bond because <laughs> <laughs> he's so ridiculous. And he top. wouldn't have been bad, but I think he's a bit old now. Oh no, he's just ridiculous. No yeah. one's going to take him seriously. Fun fact about Moonraker going back. So I already said he broke the world record and has still holds the record for the amount of gravity zero zero gravity wires in one scene. In the museum scene. Yeah. When they smash up all the things. That's sugar glass. Ah, oh, cool. Yeah. Most amount of sugar glass <laughs> in one scene. <laughs> that was all of the vases were made out of sugar glass. Delicious. That was, I am gonna go back to that as well. That was one of the slowest, most boring fight scenes I've ever seen. It was it. like two old men shoving each other. Mm. Like one of them would slowly push one into a shelf. And then he'd get up and push the other one slowly into a shelf. It was like it was like if you and I went to choreograph a fight scene, mm. that's how it would look. Hey, Matt, huh? how dare you? Thump. Huh? We've done Smash. lots of fight scene choreographies. They've been amazing. <laughs> how dare you? Spectre, though, now the opening sequence of Spectre okay. are amazing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you that. Mm. It is one of the most visually mm. stunning scenes. It is absolutely scenes. stunning. They had, okay, so I've got so many facts about this and I'm just going to take leads. So I'm just, just gonna riddle go. them off. I'm just going to do it. So obviously it's been held as the longest tracking shot. It's not the longest tracking shot because it's a series of long shots that they kind of edited together very, very cleverly using two types of cameras. So we've got Technocrane, um, which did the establishing shot, you know, the crane mm-hmm. shot, etc. Then he switches to Steadicam, goes back to Technocrane. And it's filmed over, I think like over six or nine locations. Wow. Mm. And they just stitch it all together. Yeah, stitch wow. it all together. So the hotel part that's actually in Mexico, the inside of the bedroom that's in Pinewood Studios and different streets for different areas and stuff. Now, up until like, so when they shot that film, like Day of Dead Parade in Mexico. Now, Day of the Dead Parade is a, cele- um, a celebration where Mexican people celebrate those that have passed away by remembering them. It's mm-hmm. a massive cultural tradition. However, it's never been celebrated like ever it's not a thing that they do Spectre created that celebration and they had 1500 extras right and that's one of the reasons where they they wanted a parade yeah right so in Moonraker there's a parade they have the Rio yeah in Rio but that's actually a parade yeah yeah they just filmed in the 
parade. Yeah. They just happen to be there. They like coincide, you know, they match the shooting schedule to coincide with the parade. Here they created a parade. They wanted a parade and they realized that a lot of the shots, because they wanted a tracking shot, um, wasn't working because the extras kept like messing around mm. obviously actually want to be noticed so they said everyone mask up and that's when they create the dead cool. the dead right and after that since then they've left all the props and everything for the mexican people right since then they've had dead dead that's cool using that's really cool the, Those masks yeah i know that using the masks and all the props and stuff like that and it was at the scene so you got this couple and they're all in masks and they go up and it's obviously Daniel Craig the Bond but that's, with a that's girl. But that's what's sick is mm. that every every the whole the whole crowd are wearing masks, mm. and his is like the most simple, mm. but it stands out. Yeah. It's just black and white. It's it's just a mask. And he's, it's not and even he's, painted. It's not even yeah. painted, and he's wearing a full black suit, mm-hmm. and he looks awesome. That is like he looks so badass. He takes in that. his mask off. The girl's in the bed of, but he doesn't bed her. You know, this is a new bug. Doesn't bed her immediately. Not, not immediately. Right? And he walks off onto the balcony and walks. Do you know why he walked? Because he had a knee injury, so he couldn't run. <laughs> so he said, "I'm just going to walk instead." That walk is excellent. It's yeah. confident. It's like, yeah, I'm bond. I've got. I'm owning this. But that's only because there wasn't. He was all busted yeah. up. And you know, the background, right? That image is yeah. actually off a plate. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's Can you believe it? <laughs> and it's just on CG, dude. Wow. I was like, that's a bloody plate. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Like, actually, artist drawn plate, and they just added some more CG into it. And yeah, so I was like, this opening scene is incredible. And then yeah. it goes into this amazing title sequence with Sam Smith yeah. singing, and he's got an amazing voice. So, and he won the Oscar yeah. for it. Yeah, did he? I yeah. didn't know that. Sam Smith won it for he the should. original song. It was a great song. And like we said, this was the most expensive Bond film made date and according to because they did a bunch of locations too and he got a ton of money he got like 30 million for this much more than skyfall he got yeah Yeah, absolutely and london school of marketing you know you said it's the most uh, because of skyfall in this one the franchise stands out 13 billion as well i have to say the other scene that really stands out for me the another point that Mm. i was like okay this looks really cool is the train Mm. going out to the desert and the train fight middle- scene. Yeah, that's a nod to from Russia with Love, which ah. is Daniel Craig's favorite Bond film. Oh, that's, that's cool. That's why they recreated the scene. Uh, but I just loved that idea of the train pulling up in the middle of mm. nowhere, literally nothing mm. there except this one tiny little like building, and the train just like stops and they get out there, and there there's nothing. Mm. I'm like, that's really cool that this train just like went out there for that. And it's then there's a super high tech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's a super high tech base under the under the sand. That's cool. I think Pinewood Studios as well. That's where most of these like studios are made and stuff. I mean, the set design and production team, they've done such an amazing job across all the films. Yeah. Most of them were in Pinewood Studios. What but other? I, well, I would like... The the henchman was good. Dave yeah. Bautista was good. But as for other conventions, and that's like, you've heard me saying it, that's my issue with this mm. these these last four or five movies since Casino Royale mm. is that they have taken those those things that I have mm. listed which people associate with Bond films and they chucked them out. And the other thing that uh, annoyed me again is that he doesn't that uh, Blowfield doesn't die at the end, mm. which means they're going to bring him back. Yeah, you have even when he doesn't mean to, the bad guy usually ends up dying. In Goldeneye, he tried to save him. You know, he fell off the bottom of the mm. antenna and he reached out and grabbed his ankle and then he slipped out of his hands and then he landed on the ground and then the thing crushed him. He's dead. That's that's it. He's done. Drax, 
got sucked out into space. He's dead. He's gone. You sure? That was such an awkward scene when he shot him with the with the wrist gun, and then he's like, oh, oh and then he just like oh. wanders backwards, yeah. and then he's like, let me get the door for you. That was awful. He's you know like, what? I genuinely hate anything to do with space. Like space. Does it scare like, you? Yeah, to- like like gravity. Yeah. I I, I refuse like to that. watch gravity because. I don't want to be stuck out in space. Like, I never watched Lost <laughs> in Space. Gravity sucked anyway. Did it? Yeah, I didn't like it. So, you know the kiddie film, Lost in Space? You know, yeah. back in from the, the 90s. One with, um, the one with Matt LeBlanc. He was in it. Yeah, okay. Joey cool. was yeah, in it. Yeah, I didn't I refuse to watch it. I was like, nope. The series, the new series is supposed to be quite good. Yeah, I watched the first episode. It was fine. Didn't hook me in mm. that much, but it was okay. But just, no. Yeah. Have we done Bond? I, I think, think we've, we've done, done it. Bond. I think we've done Bond top yeah. to bottom. I think this is probably, this feels. Like the most comprehensive you review say and discussion. Quite a lot. No, I think we've like. No, we have. We've we have. like. I mean, I I would. I'm more than up for like doing other franchises. Fast and Furious, um, yeah. franchise. Uh, Fast and Furious. Uh, did they drive cars fast? Yeah. Did was there a explosion? Yeah. Did he yes. say? Did he say family? Yes. Corona. <laughs> did they have a Corona and a barbecue? Yes. Uh. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool so um we've done this week yeah shall we set our homework for next week yes we shall yeah. what are we going to do next week so next week we decided that we would kind of do something a little bit different and we thought we'd do something quite thrilly thrillery thrillery <laughs> so thrillery in fact that we're going to do thrillers yes <laughs> so i've chosen for you one of my absolutely favorite films and i, I realize i say this to you all the time yeah nice well that, that's the whole point that we pick our favorite yeah. movies i'm not going to pick a bad movie for you to watch no that defeats me. actually yeah. are we going to give grades to the bond movies oh the bond films um out of those three what grades will you give them all right so for, for and me, then Breaker, and then i want you to well i was gonna say you could rank them but you're gonna have ranked them in the grades you give them kind of yeah because i'd give moonraker like an f yeah. No, right. you wouldn't. All right, an E. It's entertaining All enough. All right, I'll give an E. Fine. E. Fine, I don't want to get an F. It's an E. Because um, we spoke about this as well. This film is so bloody long. Like, it was, it was, it was too, long. too long. And there was big and scenes where I'm like, ugh, Yeah, just and I skipped up. a lot of these Nothing's scenes. Happening. And it's quite lucky that we can actually skip forward. Yeah. Because it just gone for a bit too long. I think if it was shorter, the great Yeah, I, like I think so too. There's a lot you could cut yeah. out. Absolutely. Let's give that an E. I think, to be fair, though, I think out of all three of them, I think GoldenEye was probably... Yeah. My, I think it was much more progressive than people give it credit for. Did you for. play the... Let me, I'm just going to ask one more mm. question. Did you play the Nintendo 64 game? No. I grew up... I think I played the game before I saw the movie. Okay. This, for me and my friends, was like the... That was like the, the best game mm. you could get. It was the first like first-person shooter that was done really well. You could play multiplayer Ooh. and shoot each other. You could be Jaws. You could mm. be... Trevelyan, remember Odd Job, the little, the like, the little yeah. guy. You could be him. You could be all the bad guys from all the movies, and you had all these locations. It was an amazing game, based on a cool movie, and I think it made us like the movie yeah. even more. So I have this like place in my heart mm. for Goldeneye, like forever, forever and ever. Yeah. So what'd you give Goldeneye? Um, I think I'd give that probably a C plus. Okay. I would do, and that's, I, not, and spec- that's not great. I think after watching. C plus B minus then like push comes to shove. You just said that you yeah. thought Goldeneye was the best one, and then you yeah, give Spectre a better grade. No, no, no. Um, Goldeneye, I mean C plus B minus, oh. and I think for Spectre, I'd probably give that a C. Okay. Yeah. I 
I'm going to give GoldenEye A because mm. it's like part of my childhood, you know. Mm. And you can't give any any lower grade than B, can you? Because you're I'm going to, to today. Ooh. I think I'm going to give um, Spectre uh-huh. a C minus. Because shit. because it's episode it, twelve, you know we've hit a milestone. Yeah, because I didn't like what they've done to Bond mm. as a standalone. If they'd gotten rid of the backstory crap, mm. as a standalone movie, visually it's stunning. I'm not going to take that away. I think Daniel Craig is pretty good, mm. and Blue f- and Waltz is a good bad mm. guy. But what they've done to Bond, and I I wouldn't give any higher than for any of the new ones because mm. I don't like what they've done. Okay. Um, Golden Eyes Day. I'm going to give. I'm gonna give Moonraker a B. It's fun. A B. It's silly, <laughs> and they have zero gravity space sex. Yes. That re-entry joke by itself, I laughed out loud by myself Did in you? my room when he said, "I think he's attempting re-entry." I cackled. I, I that was so that funny at the initial like plane sequence because it was just <laughs> so ridiculous. And I just mm. want to mention really quickly mm-hmm. my favorite scene. I said to you, the uh, cable car. Yes. Where Jaws bites the cable. Which was and made then, out of licorice. Which, but made of licorice. <laughs> overhang climbs down yeah. the cable to another cable car and then jumps standing, no run-up, standing two-footed jump mm-hmm. between two cables that are like, what, 10 metres apart mm-hmm. or something? That was unbelievable. It's like in Highway Mother when they do the jump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, because I practice that jump right. And I'm like, you can't just stand and just jump. Yeah. Because you, and that's quite yeah, high. They're like three yeah. or four floors up. Can you imagine but, the but drop? these and that's what this one looked so ridiculous because they were even. Mm. He literally jumped and went like straight. It was so badly like you know faked. Uh, obviously with like a wire and stuff. Yeah, he was just like dragged across. Yeah. Um, sorry. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's start off for next week. So thrillers and I chose for one of my favorite films, and this is called Brick. It's a 2005 film starring Joe Gordon Levitt. Oh, I like him. And this is a modern film noir. Love a bit of film noir. Okay, so I would like you to focus on four categories as always. Okay, the first one being film noir. Okay, how true is it to the original form? You know, the shadows and the femme fatale and all that jazz, whatever you want to focus on, really. Second category is how obvious or subtle were the plot points? So, was it quite thrilling or was it too obvious or was it too subtle? You know, how do you think? Um, what? Who is your favourite character and why? Yep. And if you compare it to another film noir, Ooh. And another see, film noir yeah, specifically. Film noir. Does that mean I have to watch two movies? Um, you don't have to, or maybe okay, film noir or a thriller film, okay, or something like this, and or points of it, okay, and just compare it and see which one is better and why. Okay. Or something maybe a film that this film reminded you of. Yep. This film was an independent film with a like a nominal budget. Like it was next to nothing. To cool. So, and they've actually done a really good job. So, yeah. So Brilliant. For you. Um, for you, I have picked Fracture, mm-hmm. um, which is a film with Anthony Hopkins and Ryan Gosling. Um, and the four things I want you to focus on, uh, and I want you to be honest with this. Yeah. Did you pick, you know, the the mystery? You know, obviously it's a thriller, so something's going to be like, it's like a so murder did mystery I, like, or kind whatever. Of figure it out? Did you figure it out? So did like, you figure out? Kaute Shoza. How, in, um, like, he, yeah, he yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. So like, it's sort of like a whodunit. Did you figure it out? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I want you to look at how Ryan Gosling's character changes from the beginning to the end. Because okay. I think so that's like quite cool. Arc. Yep, yep. Um, were there any plot holes that you could figure out? Because it's all very like intricate and this matches up with this. Mm. And if there's not, how cool would that be? Mm. Or if there are, what are they? 
Um, and who were you rooting for? Okay. Who were you? Who was the the hero? Who were they trying to get you to support throughout the thing? Mm. Seemed like good categories. Yeah. I do. I love a bit of a who done it. Yeah. Mischief films. Uh, as always, please, please, please watch the movies that we're watching and focus on what we're focusing on. Would you have picked a different thriller? Would you have focused on different things to what we're focusing on? And as always, please leave us your comments. We love reading them. So get yourself on Instagram, get yourself on Facebook, get yourself on Twitter. We are the Homework Club Pod. Do write in publicly. We love a public comment. Go onto iTunes, leave us a review, tell us how amazing we are. Email us with any questions or queries on thehomeworkclubpod at gmail.com. Go to our Amazon affiliate link, which is in our episode descriptions. Buy something. It doesn't cost you anything extra. If you, I know you all buy from Amazon because everybody buys, does. Yeah. I've bought about seven things this week. You know Steve? Steve Chick? Yeah. You know he gets it. It's like he goes on the Prime thing. You know the one that has the same delivery? Yeah. And he buys like tacos and stuff from there. Buys what? Tacos. Like ah, the actual like, like food. Raw, yeah, 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 food like yeah. The raw ingredients. So I was like, you know, you, you can do your just, shopping. You can do so, you can do grocery shopping. Yeah, but I was like, you can go out and buy them. And he was like, no, I was feeling lazy and I wanted yeah. to make tacos. He got the ingredients delivered to. That's house. awesome. Yeah, <laughs> if you want to do that, if you want to make tacos, if you want to watch any of these movies, yeah. buy them through your Amazon if they're not like free ones. Yeah, um, and do it through our Amazon affiliate link because we get some money from that and doesn't cost you anything extra. Um, also, go and buy some. Polenko's sunglasses. They are amazing sunglasses. They are actually really nice. British company, small business franchise. You know, we love supporting the small business. British company, small (laughs) business franchise. We love small businesses. You know, this is shoving our fists up to corporations. No, you shall not have our money. We're going to support. You shall not pass. No, we're going to support the independent businesses. Their sunglasses are classic. They are sleek. You do not have to wear them just for the summer. You can wear them for the bright winter sun that we get in the UK. Exactly. Which is blinding. And they still get glare through the clouds. Yeah, exactly. That's true. I think that's it. Yeah, so I'll see you soon, mate. Yeah. <laughs> All right. See you, buddy, Bye. pal. Bye. <laughs>